Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And today we have a very special holiday-themed advice episode. Yeah, so we were blown away by how many questions you guys asked over on Instagram. Oh my god, it was crazy. In less than 24 hours, so many people had questions. And there were a lot of themes, which I always think is really interesting when people are thinking the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's about to get really festive over here. Yeah. But in the meantime, let's talk about our weeks. Yeah. Grace, tell me your high. Okay, my high was all of the entertaining in my apartment. So um, for my blog, I had a lot of holiday-related sponsored content. So to create that, I had a big Friendsgiving dinner party on Friday night. And then on Sunday, I had a bunch of my girlfriends over for a boozy white wine brunch. Um, So both of those were so much fun. It was a lot of work, but I love having friends over. When I moved into this apartment, one of the reasons that I – like designed it the way I I did was so that I could have like dinner parties and like have lots of friends over because I lived in such a small studio before that it was really hard to have parties and to um, entertain and now I can. But you still used to entertain. I remember in your old studio apartment you still used to have people over for like brunches and like cocktails. I would have like little coffee table parties I called them. Yeah. Like I, I used to joke that I was going to write a book about how to entertain at your coffee table. It would be a very niche book, but... Um, I think it would be very applicable in New York yeah, City. Yeah, I think so too. So maybe I'll still do that someday, but now I have a big apartment, so it's more fun. Yes. Well, I came on Friday to your Friendsgiving dinner, and it was really, really fun and delicious. Oh, the food was so good. It Actually, I think it flipped the switch for me in making me feel in the holiday spirit. Oh, Because when you first invited me, I was kind well, of like... Early. Oh, it was just Halloween. Like, I'm not ready for yeah. Thanksgiving yet. Yeah. And I was like, somebody was asking me, they were like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, oh, I'm going to this Friendsgiving dinner on Friday night. And they were like, oh, that's weird. And I was like, yeah, I know. But then I, afterwards, I'm like, oh, yeah, now I feel fallish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it had to be early because now the post will go up next week and that's when everyone else is starting to think about when they're going to entertain. What a trendsetter you are. I know. Such a trendsetter. Friendsgiving. It's a brand new concept. <laughs> Um, What about you, Becca? So my high is that this weekend I have two and maybe three friends coming to visit me. Are they all staying with you? Two of them are, but one of them is not. Okay. So we're all crowding into my one-bedroom apartment. Oh, my God. But I'm really excited. It's two of my best friends. And I saw this meme on social media the other day, which I actually laughed out loud at. And it was like, in your 20s, 15 people could show up at your door unannounced at any time. But in your 30s, it takes two months of planning to like see Oh my see God, any I saw that one. That made me laugh too. And I was like, that's so true. So yeah. I've been planning. My friend Kyle uh, used to live in LA and he moved back to Boston um, like a year and a half ago. And we've been trying to plan a trip for him to come down to New York for so long. Oh, wow. And I've seen him a bunch because every time I go to Boston, I see him. But we haven't found a weekend to do New York. And so he's coming down and then um, my friend Elizabeth is coming too. And maybe now my friend Peter is going to come. So I'm very excited. I'm just like excited for friend time in the city. Yeah. I like having people visit me. Yeah. It's the best. And then I have a friend visiting this weekend too. One of my best friends from Boston. And then the next week, my friend Rachel is here and we have a very intense holiday itinerary where we want to watch as many of the new Netflix holiday movies as possible. Oh, sounds so fun. I know. I'm really excited. Yeah, I want to do that. Well, you can come over and you can watch some um, of us. I will. 
Absolutely. I really, I, I don't really care about most of them, but I do want to see the Christmas Prince sequel. There's a, the sequel is out? I don't know if it's out yet, but it's definitely out when she's here next I week. didn't know they were making a sequel to it. I'm so excited. I think it's like a Christmas wedding or something. Oh my God. That movie was like so awful and so amazing. But it's really heartwarming. Like yeah. it's just like, it's what I wanted it to be. Did you see that? Netflix thing last year where like somebody watched it like 200 times or something and Netflix like called them out on social media and then they got all this backlash and it turned out it was just a joke but like people who were seriously concerned about their privacy with Netflix (laughs) I was like guys just take a joke Netflix was just being funny also if that person really did watch A Christmas Prince like 54 times like that would be upsetting yeah like I think Netflix was like who hurt you yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I'm very excited to have holiday e week and have friends visit and go it's always a good excuse to like eat and drink your way around town when oh yeah people visiting the best what about Lowe's oh my god I have way too many deadlines so right now I just feel like I'm a content factory like I'm shooting like usually I shoot for my blog like once or t- maybe twice a week I'm shooting like three to four times a week last night I was up until 2 a.m I had five sponsored oh. posts due Then I was up this morning at 7 because I had to be at a blog event that I was, like, paid to attend and capture photos at. And I am, like, very overwhelmed. I think that at the by the end of – I was going to – no, no, it's not going to end this week because I have two big projects that are due next week. So it's just a lot. But I – you know, when you work for yourself, I'm so grateful for the work and I'm so grateful to have money coming in. Like, you never know. Like, again, like, this summer was really slow for me, so – I'm just kind of embracing it, but I am slammed. Well, holiday is always your busiest time of yeah, year. Yeah, it's like accountant, an accountant's busy season. Yeah. So you yeah. know what's coming. Yeah. I knew it was coming. It just kind of creeped up on me. Yeah. What about you? Uh, my low is also work-related. I am just having a lot of trouble with time management. So I read this article last week because I was Googling something about how freelancers set their rates. And in it, in this article, somebody was like, I know very few consultants who are able to bill more than 25 hours in a week. And it struck me. So I'm right now, I have, I'm contracted for 30 hours a week. Yeah. And so when I set up my business, I was coming from being in-house where I was probably working 50 hours a week and sometimes more. Yeah. And so when I set myself up to be working 30 hours a week, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be such a piece of cake. Yeah, it sounds like it would be. Yeah, it's going to be like a real like pause in my work life and, you know, like kind of get everything in order. And it's not feeling like that. And so it's not, I don't think that it's that I have too much work going on. It's like, I think it's that my expectations were that I would be a lot less busy than I am. And I mean, I'm working 30 hours, but then on top of that, I feel like I'm commuting so much, like I'm going to different meetings all over the city and I'm spending a lot of time in transit. And then I have all of my like personal admin or also just like meeting people to develop relationships. And I feel like when it all, when you add it all together, like I'm feeling much busier than I thought I would be feeling. And I'm having trouble with that. And I'm also having trouble with like switching between things. Yeah. Like I don't have a designated day for each client. So today is a Monday and I feel like everyone's going to be back from the weekend and I'm kind of just getting clobbered. So I'm just like still trying to figure myself out on the freelance side, but I'm like more stressed than I was angling for. 
That sounds really stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. Like, yeah. at the, by the same token, I today was a rainy Monday in New York. And I woke up and I went to Pilates at 8.30 and I came home. I still have not taken a shower. So you're welcome, Grace. I just took one before you got here. And I was like... I worked out. I just like sat around in my workout clothes and like did work and didn't have to go out in the rain. And so like it's it also has its perks for sure. But I've been feeling stressed the past couple of weeks. Yeah. I think there's just a whole new set of stressors that come when you work for yourself. I think one thing I remember because I worked for myself really briefly when I lived in San Francisco, like this was probably eight years ago. Yeah. And one thing that I remember is that Everything felt like a bigger deal than it was when you're like by yourself all day versus like with people and you like don't you can't even just like complain about something. Yeah. I feel like I work things into my head into being a way bigger deal than they are. Yeah. Yeah. So I do that too. Like today I was freaking out because well, I have an Instagram post that needs to go up like now and it's still not approved. I'm like the t- it's not going to go up when it needs to. I'm like. Really, if it goes up later, it's fine. Yeah, like who's going to die? Yeah, no one's dying. Yeah, I know. But it's still stressful. It is stressful. Yeah. Well, maybe we should switch gears into some of our questions. Yeah, let's but do wait, it. Before we do, you know what time it is? What time is it, Becca? It's desperation minute. Oh my gosh, you guys. Please, 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 if you enjoy this podcast... Go into iTunes right now, rate this podcast with five stars, and leave us a review. We love reading your reviews. Love reading them. If you've already done that, tell a friend, put us on your Instagram story, make sure you're in our Facebook group where I feel like it's like picking up. There's yeah. like a lot going on there. There's a lot going on. There's so much like, it's a great community. People are talking about what books they're reading. People are sharing beauty product recommendations. It's super fun. It's really fun. And also follow us on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. Yeah. So that's your homework. Do it. Grace is a tough grader, so make yeah. sure you do it. Yeah. So maybe let's get to questions. Yeah. We're great at segues. We are so good at segues. So the first question we got a ton of questions about being single during the holidays. Yes. Which is something that I can definitely relate to. But I think that everyone, like, I've, I ta- I was talking to a good friend about this the other day. I think everyone gets questions about their relationship, like, whether they're single or not. Like, my one good friend is um, in a long-term relationship, and her holiday question is, when are you getting engaged? Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, married people, it's like, when are you having kids? Then it's like once you've had one kid, it's like when are you having the second one? I think I don't think it stops. I don't think it does either. I think it's just like when you see people who, particularly family members who feel like they can be more intrusive and you don't yes. see them that frequently, there's like only so many things that there are like a few hot topics. It's yeah. like, oh, are you dating anyone? Yeah. Are you dating anyone? Like uh, questions about work, which mm-hmm. in my case, I feel like my family has never actually understood what I do. Oh, yeah, no. So it's hard for them to ask questions because they, like, really don't get what my job is. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, they ask about other friends or if I'm going on any trips. Like, there's just, like, five topics. And I feel like it's the same vice versa. Like, I don't have a ton to talk to about with my extended family. Yeah. So I think it's it's just, like, they're trying to make conversation. They're asking because they care. Yeah. 
It's but still annoying. I know it's annoying. But one of the specific questions that we got about being single during the holidays was from somebody who said how to deal with being single when everyone else is going on cool trips with their boyfriends. I think this is the perfect time to get a girl squad together and go on a really fun trip. Yeah, take a girl's trip or throw a girl's party. Like, how fun was our New Year's Eve party last year? That was really fun. Yeah, I, I tend to, like, take the opportunity. I'm like, okay, I'm going to round up all the stragglers who are, like, not going anywhere cool, and we're going to have a party. Or you can go somewhere fun. You can even go by yourself. Like, that's one of the things. Oh, I love a good solo trip this time of year. Like. We're- Going to London when it's all lit up and, like, beautiful during the holidays. I've never been to London during the holiday season. It's really pretty. Um, but that's why one of the reasons I was so happy that I went to Portugal by myself because I'd never traveled alone before. But now I, I feel sure that I can do it. It's not yeah. It's not going to be, like, some big scary thing. And, like, that's exactly why. Because, like, I'm single and many of my friends are not. And I want to make sure – travel is a priority for me. And I want to make sure that – I'm not just, like, feeling like a sad sack. Yeah, if you want to go somewhere, go somewhere. Like, right now, I'm in a nesting mode and don't want to go anywhere. But, like, if I did, I would just plan a trip by myself or with friends who wanted to travel. Go make all of your friends who are in relationships jealous by doing something, like, really cool and adventurous. My my coupled-off friends constantly tell me that they're jealous of me because I'm, like, always doing fun things. Yeah. So turn the tables. Seriously. Yeah. This is another question about dealing with like family pointed questions at, you know, holiday dinner. So this person said, I'm currently in graduate school for creative writing, which I love and I'm super excited about. But my extended family very much values medicine and engineering as the only viable fields to go into. I was wondering how you navigate the classics. So what are you going to do next? Talk with your family without burning out your spirit, diminishing and diminishing your goals that may be unique in your family. That's really hard. Again, I think your family does really care about you. And like it's this question is coming from a place of love. And if you can look at it that way, like and not like you feel like you're being judged, kind of like when you when they ask you when you're going to meet someone, (laughs) Um, that helps. But I would just kind of work on almost like your elevator pitch before you go into those that holiday dinner and think about like, you know, a couple of like really cool things that you accomplished in your writing class that you can kind of brag a little bit about and um, like come at it from that angle. Oh, I really like that. Yeah, I always like I'm a big fan of like prepping before like seeing family so that I have like my like few little like one liners I can throw out there. Oh, one thing I was going to say, so I talked about this in like a very early episode where when I first graduated from college, I'm from a very similar family where there's only a few viable career options that are respectable. What were they like business person? It was doctor, lawyer, or vague business person. Yeah. And when I first graduated from college, I worked in consulting because it was like the vague business trajectory. And I remember when I quit my job in consulting and I went, I was, I wanted to go work in fashion was what I wanted to do at the time. And I remember having a conversation with my family and they just didn't understand why I would want to leave such a well-paying job to go work in something more creative. And ultimately the, the way I put it to them was that if I was going to do something for the next 40 years of my life that was going to take up so much of my time, I wanted to be happy. 
and yeah. I wanted to like enjoy that. And they were like, well, we don't know anyone who, who loves their job or is happy at their job. I think there's just like a generational divide too. Yeah. Where like our generation is very much, I want to be happy. Yeah. And my parents, I remember my dad being like, you're idealistic, like this and that, like him, like kind of laughing at me. Yeah. I think our parents' generation in a lot of work hard and support your family and like deal with it. Yeah. It's like work to live, not live to work. We're like, I'm such a workaholic and I I feel like if I'm going to put so much of my time into something, I want to love it. But I don't think that's how a lot of our parents' generation feels. So I would also just like take it with a grain of salt from that perspective that maybe they have thought about their jobs differently and haven't looked at it as a way to get satisfaction the same way that you're, you were saying you're really excited about your job, which is awesome. I think another good example is my little sister, Meredith. Um, she, no one understands what she does. So she is a PhD student. Now she's a college professor. So we kind of understand that a little bit better, but she was in school for like eight or nine years getting her master's and then her doctorate. And I feel like she felt like a little bit defensive because none of us really got it. But one day she just sat us down and like was and like chatted with us about what she was doing. And it was so cool to like have her kind of break it down for like dumb people, like as to what she was doing. And I would be willing to bet that your family might just not understand what you do. And if you sit them down and explain it to them, that will help a lot. Oh, or I wonder if you gifted your family some of your, like a, a creative writing anthology, like a collection of short stories that you really enjoyed, like something that they can talk with you about that reflected your interests. Like, I don't know if your whole extended family would do it, but like maybe your parents or your siblings would be into doing something like that. And that would give you a jumping off point. That's such a cute idea. Yeah. I think that would be really nice. Hopefully that was helpful. Oh, so this next question is from my friend Cassie. And she said, Oh my God, I feel bad for Cassie. I know me too. I'm stressed reading this. Um, she said, we have friends and family visiting and staying with us every day, but four randomly scattered days from December 14th to January 5th. How do I squeeze in slash maximize some alone time to help refresh my sanity for being hostess? Oh my God. I think that like you have to find a way to like have errands that you have to run. I would also say working out. Like I, when my mom comes, I'm well, sometimes she wants to come with me to yoga class, but I'm like, I have to go to the gym now. And just that walk with my headphones to the gym, like the 30 minutes on the treadmill and then the walk home really helps me to refresh. Also like running errands. So say you have to like go out and get groceries, like go by yourself and like put your headphones in, listen to a podcast, listen to us. Yeah. Um, I think that that really helps. I also know that Cassie has a very cute dog named Chandler Bing. And so I think taking him for a walk is another good idea. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I would say is maybe plan some like relaxing activities for everyone where sometimes when I have people visiting, I feel a ton of pressure to go and do things and to show them a great time. But like having a night in where you watch movies and order takeout and there's not pressure on you to have to do to like entertain them. I think is another thing like schedule your downtime with them where it's like you're watching a movie you're probably not like expending social energy yeah those are really good ideas I do that a lot like just have like a takeout night yeah and do what you're doing watch some Netflix movies yeah watch some Netflix Christmas movies oh I can't believe that there's a, a sequel to the Christmas Prince I'm so happy 
Yeah. I would also say, like, schedule yourself a massage at some point. Like, especially when Ooh. your family is there or something. Like, yeah. people who will understand that it's not yeah. the people you have to entertain. Yeah. I think that's really smart. Like, I think anything that has a schedule where you can be like, well, I have an appointment. I have to go. Mm-hmm. It's, like, harder for people to to feel offended by. Totally. And I know my mom, like, she's pretty cool in that I'll be like, Mom, like, I need a break. And she'll be like, I'm going to go for a walk. Or, like, she'll do something else. Well, you and your mom are also so similar that you both really like quiet reading time. So I feel like you guys can just, like, park it on the couch and be like, okay, it's not talk to each other time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how your friends are who are visiting. Like, that would be nice if you had a girlfriend visiting who also likes to read. And you could be like, cool, we're going to sit here and, like, we're going to, like, read a book for a couple of hours and, like, relax. I love that. But, yeah, that's very intense having friends and family visiting for three weeks very very intense let me know how it goes yeah keep us posted keep us posted come chat in the facebook group should we talk about our sponsor yeah so this week's sponsor is one of like my favorite stores in boston i was so excited to see that they're expanding their digital presence because they are an amazing non-toxic beauty retailer so our sponsor today is folane and Folane is a clean beauty retailer with a curated selection of the highest performing, safest, and 100% non-toxic products. So I didn't, I've never been to the store in Boston. It is beautiful. Oh. But I wanted to stay all day. It's like the pretty, one of the prettiest beauty stores I've ever been to. Oh, but yeah. I've been shopping on Folane online for a few years now because I like that they curate a selection that they have high criteria so I know anything I'm buying there is clean and safe yeah it's and really well done yeah a few years ago I tr- I started to try to make an effort to use more natural products probably around the same time I started working at Lola and you know if you think about it your skin is actually the largest organ of your body mm-hmm. and it can absorb up to 60% of the products you put on it so it's kind of a big deal when you think about all of the skincare and makeup and, you know, everything you put on your and face. Body on lotion. It. Yeah. Like, think of the amount of body lotion that you use. I, I mean, I use a lot. Yeah. Like, like, you're putting so many products. Like, how many products do you put on your face or your body on a daily basis? So many. Like, at least five. You yeah. probably put 15. Like, at least 20. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, if we're counting, like, shower gel and deodorant and, oh, like, yeah. all of my 25 body washes. Yeah. Like, I probably use, like... 500 products a day just kidding (laughs) but probably like 20 you think of all the things you're putting on your skin it is a really big deal that you try to use natural ingredients where possible and I think they make it really easy because they do the legwork of investigating for you they do and I like that you can go on and you can kind of browse and like see all these cool things but you know that you don't have to like read all the labels you know that it's going to be good for you yes so Folene sent us their Clean Essentials Kit, which is... We're playing with it right now. It's on the table with us. Yes. And it's such a great way if you're curious about clean beauty, but you don't know where to start, or you want to try subbing out some things in your daily routine. Um, It's their best-selling products, and they're all travel size, which I love. This is definitely coming with me on my holiday travels. I always have a hard time, like, finding clean... Because I have a lot of organic skincare, but, like, I don't have travel sizes of Mm. it. So it's so nice. Um, there's an OC cleanser, there's Indy Lee's COQ10 toner, there's an Ursa Major moisturizer, and a Folane soap. And there's this little Ursa Major face wipe, and these face wipes are my favorite. I take them on the plane with me, they're like really refreshing. Um, it's like four in one, so it cl- cleans, exfoliates, soothes, and hydrates. It's got like all these great benefits to it. 
Also, everything comes in a cute bag that says, I like my products like I like my people. Non-toxic. That is maybe my favorite part of the kit. It's pretty great. So in general, Folane's a great place to shop if you're looking for clean beauty. But if you want to try this kit in particular, which is awesome, for $22. It's which over is, 50% off. Mm-hmm, you can go to F-O-L-L-A-I-N.com backslash B-O-P to try the kit and enter code BOP at checkout for free shipping. So again, you can try the kit for $22. That's over 50% off at folane.com backslash BOP and enter the code BOP at checkout for free shipping. And you know, we didn't even mention this would be a great gift. Oh my God. Like $22. Like that is like the perfect like gift for your coworker or one of your girlfriends or like throw it in a stocking. It's a great, great gift. Gift questions answered. Yes. We can skip yes. that whole section. So we can skip that entire section. Go to Folane, buy this kit for everyone. You're done. I well, I mean, Should if we I stop didn't recording now. Already have the kit. I would want it as a gift. Yeah, I would definitely want it. Ugh. Ugh. That would make yeah. you a great gift giver. Yeah. So we just answered all of your questions with our sponsor. So back to the questions, this one is a Grace special where I was like, I don't know what to say to this. I don't know if I want to put this in the outline. And Grace was like, I have advice. So I don't know if my advice is good. Tell Crystal how to make conversation and keep it going at a holiday party where you don't really talk to everyone a lot. And I will tell you, I don't have this problem because I could talk to a brick wall. Not that it would be entertaining, but like. You're good at that. I am not a great conversationalist. It's something I have to really work at. Like, and people always think that I am, but like, I'm very shy. Like, I do not love meeting new people. I do not love going to events with new people. I want to sit in a corner and talk to my five friends and not branch out. Alas, as a self-employed person, networking is very important. So one of the things I do before a party is... I will go on to online. I love looking at the skim. I have a few email newsletters. I get like Quartz um, is a good political one. Um, the New Set is another good one. I'll go on to Us Weekly. And I just try and remember like three to five like kind of like newsy, interesting things that I can talk about. And it really makes a difference just like being like blah, blah, blah. Like did you see like, I don't know, whatever Cardi B just did. I'm so not... Wait, like do you have a recent example of something that you put in your back pocket to make conversation with? I don't. I was just thinking about that. I was like, what was the last one I did? Right now, I'm just like being like, so are you voting tomorrow? Tomorrow, Like, that's been my big one or okay. on Tuesday because I want everyone to go vote. So you don't feel guilty about doing your homework. So maybe Crystal just needs to go like find some fun facts. Yeah, go find some fun facts. And um, another good thing is is pay someone a compliment. Like, go talk to the girl with the cute shoes and ask her where she got them. It's, like, such an easy thing, but everyone likes being complimented. Or just ask people questions. People love talking about themselves. Yes, they do. Like us. Like us. Yeah, we love talking <laughs> about ourselves. Enter this podcast. Yes. So this one I put in because I wanted to answer this one. Okay. Do you want to ask oh. me? Oh, well, it's very funny. I have a thing to talk about, but we both love to talk clearly. Um, favorite hostess gift or easy recipe? I hate showing up empty-handed. So as a hostess gift, I usually bring wine. That's not very interesting. My favorite easy recipe, though, is have you ever made the like crescent roll brie and fruit thing? No. I have a thing with cheese and fruit together. I don't believe that they belong together. Oh. So don't bring that to my house. 
Oh, it's so good. It's like you take crescent roll dough and you instead of like splitting it out, you just take it as like one big square and then you yeah. put brie cheese in it and then you put some kind of like fruit compote or preserves in it and you bake it. Ooh. It's the well, I mean, you could bring Minus it to somebody's... the preserves. That sounds heavenly. It's so good. So you could bring it to somebody's house, like, assembled but not cooked, and just yeah. throw it in the oven, and I think it cooks for, like, 15 minutes or something. Or um, if you live close by, you can obviously bring it, like, pre-cooked and then just, like, heat it up. Yeah. But it's the easiest thing in the world. It's, like, pretty cheap. It takes two seconds, so there's no prep. It's my favorite thing to bring somewhere, and I feel like it tastes really delicious. Yeah. And people are impressed by it, even though you're like, well, it's store-bought pastry dough and a block of cheese. I love that. Mine is um, it's a sweet one, which is funny because I'm more of a savory person. But I love making that chocolate peanut butter checks mix where you put it, you melt all the ingredients, Grace. shake them up with powdered sugar. I haven't had that in. It used to be my favorite thing at my birthday sleepover. My mom would always make it. I want <laughs> it's so good. Oh, will you make it for next yes. week's episode? Maybe if you're good. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so good. I'm trying to like be on like somewhat of a diet. Like I don't need the chocolate peanut butter, but it's so good. Do it. It's so good. Or throw a party and make it. I haven't had that in so long. Okay, we'll see. If I have a party, I will. Because then more people will eat it. If it's just you and I sitting here, like no one needs that. Can we make a mini version? Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I think I'm getting my period. I'm like... (laughs) Literally, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can go to the grocery store on the way home and like make, make that. that. Yeah, oh. it's so good. Um, in terms of hostess gifts, though, I also like I always keep like a couple bottles of Prosecco or champagne chilled. And then I like to keep velvet ribbon on hand so I can just like tie it around the top to like make it a little special. Oh, that's nice. When I came here on Friday night, I brought you wine. And I wanted, I was like, oh, do you have like a nicer bag? But then it was raining out. So I just like brought it to you like in a liquor store bag. And I was like, here's some wine. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm always psyched if anyone brings me wine. No, but I wish I had ribbon. It would have felt nicer than just like. And yeah. Also tonight, I, this is what I'm doing after we podcast. Tomorrow morning, my hostess gift guide goes up. So if you go to the stripe.com, there's going to be hostess gifts on the blog. Ooh. Yeah. So then we got so many questions about other types of gifting, not just hostess gifting. Yeah. And especially with regard to budgeting. Yeah. So I think the first question is a good way to like set the set the stage. Mm-hmm. So outside of family, who, how do you decide to give gifts? If I got something for all of my friends, I'd be broke. I think that's really tricky because I, I mean, I just like love giving presents. So I generally like, I also, like, have that thing with, like, I know some friends are going to get me a gift, so I make sure I get them a gift. But I also just see things throughout the year and, like, get them something. Oh, so you're preparing all year round. I'm always preparing for gifts. Oh, wow. Not always. I feel like you're really good at this. Like, last year you got me that fuck snow globe. Well, yeah. That was, the like, one of the best presents I've ever been given. Well, it's I a snow globe that it. just has the letters to fuck, like, very big. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's a Christmas great. item, but I keep it on my shelf all oh, year round. I think it's a Christmas item. It's well, an all it's year round. It's kind of seasonal. Thing. It's red with snow. Um, how do I decide to give gifts? So I, I feel like there's a few people that I know that I'm going to exchange gifts with who also like giving people gifts. So I always know that like they're on my list. And then I feel like within my group of girlfriends, and I have like a very large group of friends, I feel like. <laughs> I'm pretty willy-nilly about it where some years I'll get something for somebody because something reminded me of them I do that too or because like maybe they're 
they've been going through a tough time or like have something to celebrate that I didn't get them a gift for. Um, like my friend Lauren just got engaged, but I didn't go to her engagement party because it was in San Francisco. So like, I'll want to get her something fun for Christmas. Um, but I also don't stress too much over if they're going to get me a gift. And sometimes I give them a gift and sometimes I don't. Like, I don't yeah. think it's a big deal. Like, especially as an adult, when your friendships are already cemented. Like, if it was a new friendship, I would feel weird about it. But, yeah. like, some years I'll get gifts for some friends and some years I won't. I'm like that with birthday presents. Like, sometimes I'll get a friend a birthday present and sometimes I won't. Like, I don't think I got you a birthday gift this year. Now I think about it. No, but we were in Morocco and yeah. we went on a hot air balloon ride. Yeah, we did. So that was pretty romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I I try not to stress too much about it. Like, I think the other thing, and maybe it's just because I live in a one-bedroom apartment, I love getting gifts, but there's nothing I hate more than, like, a random, thing. not personalized gift that then I'm like, what the hell do I do with this? Yes, I agree. I get so much stuff for the blog, and I'm just like – I don't want any more stuff unless it's like a personal thing like yeah I would so much rather like say like you or I like treat each other to dirty martinis or a manicure or something like yeah I don't unless it's like but then there's like those great items like the snow globe well yeah but then like if you have a really thoughtful gift for somebody I think that's great but if you are just getting them something to get them something like unless you know they'll really love it like I would rather yeah do an experience together Mm -hmm. or you know not have more junk that I have to feel guilty about with what do I do with this I totally agree okay so the next question is is it inappropriate to gift up aka give a gift to your manager at work Ooh, I think this depends on your relationship with them yeah I would say I think this could come off as like suck uppy if you don't have the right relationship yeah but I think if you have a good relationship yeah like absolutely I don't definitely I I used to always get my bosses like a little something like now as a manager I would never expect it from my like my intern or like my assistants and things um but I think that like it's nice if you want to if it's like something small like just a token yeah but I would also say you don't feel pressured to yeah to your point like I don't it's not that you have to do from anyone who's worked for me yeah so I think it's at your discretion. Totally. But if you have like a weird boss that you don't get along with and you're giving them a gift just to try to impress them. Don't do that. Yeah. I think like they'll be able to see through that. Yeah. So use social cues. Yeah. Agreed. Well, wait. So then our last gift question is, what are y'all's go-to gift exchange items for a family gift swap? So I love a board game because probably you're like with your family, right? So I, um, I love apples to apples. There's another one that I just got really into. It's, what is it? It's like, just those like fun games, like kind of like Cards Against Humanity or something like that. What is the one? I have this game that I love where you act. Yes, What Do You Meme? That's a good one. There's another one though. I feel like we, no, we didn't play it together. There's a lot of like really fun games. That's a good idea. I, if it's just a gift exchange where you're putting in, something but it's not like secret santa where it's for somebody in particular i like to do um really nice like knit stuff so like cashmere gloves or like a really nice scarf or a hat Mm -hmm. because like if you get it in a neutral color like anyone would like that so i like to do that for a generic exchange i also have been known to be the person that gets the weirdest thing 
like I love having the weirdest gift in a white yeah. elephant if it's the if it's the right audience. Yeah. So a few years ago for our gift exchange at Lola, I don't know how this would go over in your family. I found this pillow that was Nicolas Cage shirtless come like sitting inside of a banana peel and that was my gift. It's to date the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like I found it on the internet somewhere in like June and I was like, I'm just buying this because this would be the best like white elephant gift. Yeah, yeah. I love having something really strange. I like that too. There's also, I've I've thought about buying this before, but I've never pulled the trigger. There's this toaster that you can get where you can put in a specific photo that it burns into the toast. So you could like put a photo of yourself so that like every time they make toast, it's like Grace's face in it. That's amazing and scary. So I like a strange gift. Yeah. I like to go the weird route. I love that idea. I don't know how your family is, though. So like maybe yeah. they wouldn't like that. If, they, if they're not that weird, get them a board game. Yeah. Because then you can all play it together. Yes. I think that's probably a safer, better idea. Yeah. So that wraps up our holiday Q&A. Hope you guys got something useful out of that. Um, this is such a fun time of year. Um, But we are going to move along. And should we talk about our obsessions? Yes. Becca, what are you obsessed with right now? So I'm slightly biased, but one of the clients I'm working with right now is a comforter brand called Buffy, which you've probably seen on the internet before. And it's a really fluffy comforter, but the inside is also made with recycled plastic. So it's eco-friendly. And they sent me one when I started working for them. And honestly, I it has been sitting in a box in my apartment for the past two weeks and I haven't opened it. And then finally, last week I was sending out my laundry and I took off my duvet cover on my current comforter and I was like, oh, let me swap it out. And so I've been sleeping with the comforter with nothing on it because I sent out my laundry and I'm waiting for my duvet to come back. And oh my God, it's so comfortable. It's really, really soft. It like is... This is a weird thing to say. It's like temperature controlled. I have one too, and it's very like cooling. Yeah, it's it's warm, but you don't get you don't overheat. I love mine. I'm into it. Yeah, and it's yeah. I don't. I got mine like maybe a year ago when they first came out. And the fill, I like. So my old comforter was, um, I think it was down, and the inside. You know how all the feathers go to like one side of the square. Yeah, this seems like it's like more substantial Mm -hmm. so I think it'll wear better yeah it doesn't get like all over the place but anyway I've been test driving it for a few days now and I'm like real into it yeah I love mine do you have a duvet cover on yours not right now I usually do but I sent out my laundry so I haven't put it back on so I've just been sleeping with it with nothing on it and I was like oh I like it better without something on it but I don't want to get it dirty because I don't know how to clean it like I think you have to dry clean it. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm not dry cleaning a co- yeah. covered or so I ha- I have um, a duvet cover on it. But for the summer, like when I first got it, I had it with just like my sheets and I was obsessed because the way it feels, it's so silky. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. Yeah. I, I, w- I really hope that they come out with duvet covers for it, mm. like made out of that same fabric that you can just like clean the cover. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. I'll suggest it. Yeah, tell them that's what they should do. What are you obsessed with? I know what it is. Oh, my God. You guys, I wasn't allowed to talk about this last week. My sister, um, she had a, a little girl, Zoe Rose. So um, my sister really didn't want to talk too much about her pregnancy or her baby on social media. And so she's like, 
you know, finally started telling people and um, she, I'm not going to ever post her to my work accounts or anything, so sorry, but um, I can she vouch is Zoe Rose is a so perfect and so cute and she's so tiny and I got to hold her when she was only like six hours old. Oh. Like, she was all red and cute, and now I've gotten to see her, like, as a more, like, normally formed baby. Like, it's crazy how red they are when they first come <laughs> out. Um, she is perfect, and I love her so much. I'm going to go visit her tomorrow. I'm, like, visiting her, like, multiple times a week. Um, I just love her. She's, like, the most perfect baby ever. Oh, from every photo I've seen of her so far, she's very cute. And she's yeah. chubby, which I love in a baby. Yeah, she's big. She came a couple of weeks early. She wasn't supposed to come until Wednesday. Ooh. Yeah. So she's eight. She's now nine days old, and she is my favorite human and my new best friend. <laughs> my other obsession is my Philips Hue set, which you witnessed when um, you came over for dinner. Oh, my God. It's wild. So I have I had a sponsored post, which is coming on my blog, with Philips Hue. And what it is is it's a set of light bulbs that you can control with your iPhone. So you can make the room dimmer or you can like set it to like this sunset or you can set it to concentrate mode, which makes it really bright. There's like a million different settings. And I just like that I can dim the lights when I have like people over for dinner or whatever. It's really nice. It's really I don't have a dimmer switch. It's really fancy. It's I didn't really know that fancy. light bulbs could do that without. No. I thought it, I thought you needed to have like. I mean, I'm going to do it right now while we're here because it's literally my favorite thing. It blew my mind. Yeah. 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 What theme are we going for? Um, do the tropical one. I'm going to do the tropical one because that's just like really fun. It's so, raining out. It's cold. I would like to feel yeah, more tropical. It's like purple and pink. Tropical twilight. That's what we're going to do. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, guys. So like. I wish you could see this. It's so fun. The lights are like pink and purple. Yeah. But the mood is is there. Like it's, it's a vibe. pretty amazing. Well, wait, tell me about what you're loving on Instagram. So my obsession for Instagram this week is at Alex Gill. A-L-E-X-G-I-L-L. Um, I did a photo shoot for Well and Good a week or two ago. And she was the makeup artist. And she just did, like, the best, like, most natural, like, beautiful, dewy, glowy makeup. Ooh. Um, and her feed is, like, full of makeup inspiration. So I really liked her. She's also a cat lady. So we instantly hit it common. off. And I just really like what she's doing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What about you? So this is, like, a stalkery moment that I'm about to admit. So when we first started the podcast six months ago – I was like, oh, I want to see what accounts are big on the internet for books. So I started following like a bunch of book Instagram accounts and I unfollowed most of them because I like didn't think many of them were very good. But one of the ones that I followed was this girl, NYC Book Girl. And her name is Morgan. She lives in New York. She's like, I get the impression that she's younger than us. Like maybe she's in her mid 20s. Like she has a lot of roommates and she like goes out on the weekend and has fun. And like she does really good stories. But I've been following her for like six months and I feel very, um, I, I feel like I'm like following her life like it's a TV show, even though I've never met her, have never DM'd her, have never talked to her in any capacity. Oh, I just she also her. has good taste in books, cool. but I'm like very much enjoying following her. Hey, Morgan, we like your feed. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those ones like, you know, Olivia Munter, where you're like, yeah. you feel like you know her from watching her stories. And then you realize you're like, oh, no, I like don't know you. I just follow you on Instagram. Yeah, I know Olivia. She's well, my I know. friend. Well, anyways. 
Yeah, I like her feed. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to be my new fake friend, too. Great. Great. Um, What are you reading right now, Becca? So I'm reading nothing. I am, like, going to get kicked off this podcast. But I've just been... I'm almost done with my mittens that I'm making. I just have to finish the thumb. I'm... I was watching Homeland, but I, I won't spoil it, but there's something that I didn't want to see happen, so I, like, stopped, and now I'm not going to watch anymore. Um, so... I'm ready to start reading again. I don't know if it's going to be tonight because I feel like I have to go home and do some work. Yeah. But I feel like this week I'm going to – I'm ready to read. Yeah, that's how – I think that will be me next week. I'm going to read a little tonight, but I've been a little distracted in my evenings. If anyone has been reading something that has been, like, really gripping, that, like, either pulled them out of a book funk or, like, really had them, like, sucked in, let us know in the Facebook group because I feel like I need to, like, start strong. Yeah. Well, I'm reading our next book, which is The Proposal by J- Jasmine Guillory, and I love it. Like, I'm love so it. I'm so excited to talk about that one. I can't wait to talk one. about it next week. So as a housekeeping note, yeah, the episode next week on November 14th is actually our last episode for 2018. We're going to yeah. take a little holiday hiatus so that we can enjoy the holidays with our families and catch some downtime. And yeah. we're going to be back in January with... Hopefully some fun new ideas and formats. And if you ever have any feedback, send it to us at badonpaperpodcast at gmail.com because we're definitely doing some. We might cut down to one book a month. We're still figuring that out. Yeah, we'll see. If you have thoughts, let Let us us know. know. Yeah. But we still have one more book to go this year, which is The Proposal by Jasmine Guillory. Grace, do you want to tell us what it's about since you're in the Yeah. So this is her follow-up to The Wedding Date, which Becca and I really both loved. So this centers around Carlos, who is Drew's best friend from The Wedding Date. So Carlos is at a Dodgers game, and he rescues a mysterious girl from unwanted attention after her boyfriend proposes to her on the scoreboard. Mind you, this poor girl has only been dating this guy for like four or five months. She thought it was super casual, did not want to get engaged, did not want this proposal. And that was when I realized I I knew I would love the book because I saw the title. I was like, the proposal, like cheesy cheesy it's not cheesy it's super cute it's very steamy there's some very good sex scenes in there um and the characters are great so this is a really cute love story I am still reading it right now and I just got to a sad part in the book last Mm. night and I was too tired to keep going but um I can't wait to read it tonight or tomorrow it's really good I feel like Jasmine Guillory writes good romance novels where you know some romance novels and I don't know how you you read romance novels like the sexy ones sometimes yeah I feel like sometimes yeah. you hate all of the characters yes like everyone is dumb yeah. and you're like everything that's happened to you is your own fault yeah I feel like Jasmine Guillory writes really good smart characters and she writes like interesting books around romance too like it's not just like oh good sex scenes it's like yeah. also good stories yeah so I was really into it I read it this summer and I was nervous that it wasn't gonna be as good as the wedding date but I thought it was really good yeah yeah so we'll see you next week on November 14th for our episode about the proposal and in the meantime come find us on the internet we'd love to talk thanks guys bye bye